Welcome to issue 144 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here, we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts. Daniel, and joining me tonight is my dear friend, Mike. How are you, Mike? I'm good, Daniel. How are you? So great. You know why I'm great? Mm, why? Because we're also joined by our great friend, Steve. Steve! Hey! What is up tonight, Steve? I'm feeling kind of gross tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. Uh. Wait, what? <laughs> a, li- a little, a little, uh... Nasty, dirty, filthy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This, this might not be a metric joke. I don't know. Oh, 144? Yeah. Yeah. We've done a dozen, what? dozen shows. A dozen, dozen. Yeah. I don't, you don't, I got do you not call no a hundred? Wait, do you not call 144 a gross in Canada? No. Really? Oh, <laughs> sorry. I guess that doesn't so translate. Because <laughs> that was like an early math joke that my daughters made. Like, Hey, what's 12 times 12? Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. Right? Like, that's what you're supposed to say, Mike. He's he so weird. He disappoints me from time to time, but I, okay, fine. I, I just keep forgetting that he's from another planet. <sighs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that That's the factor, right? Yeah. Yeah. I do like that's those. Sometimes us. we say things that Mike really has no idea what, what we're talking about. about. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness so what's 12 times 12 in canadia mike 144 and that's Ew, it that's, that's all it is <laughs> yeah wow oh. okay i don't know maybe on the other side of the country they got something that's all i got okay now i'd be interested to know why it's called a gross i have no idea if any of our listeners you know where that comes from is beyond me but funny stuff yeah, I don't know either. Okay. You, you know what I do want to know, though? What do you want to know? I want to know what's on your mind tonight, Daniel. On my mind? Well, I'll tell you, Steve. You know how we have our Creedy Fanatic winner, Devader501? Yes. Well, they they wrote to us hmm. saying the following. I'm very much looking forward to your Sinister Motives coverage. One question I have is do any of you have a favorite new-slash-old villain-slash-modular set combination? I, says uh, D-Vader, I really like taking the Electro-Modular from the Green Goblin pack and sticking it in the Sandman scenario. Lots of fun synergy there. That's a great question. Yeah, that's a good combo. Like, you really burn through Sandman's deck in that one. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I have one that I've yeah, started what are you guys playing. This question? All right, go ahead. So it's a new modular set out of the Mutant Genesis, the Zero Tolerance, and putting it in anything because it adds that side scheme where if too many of your allies die, you just lose a game. <laughs> so it's a fun like little mini game. This thing comes up and you're like, ah, I got to get rid of this. Uh, or how many allies can I stick under it before it's too close for comfort, that kind of deal. So that, that one's been well, pretty fun. Mike will never lose to that. Never. Ever. Doesn't play ever. enough allies. Yep. 
He's a blady, whereas like that was designed specifically against every deck I make. Yeah. Jeez. What's it called against you? Zero tolerance. Zero yeah, tolerance. I haven't I haven't played with that set yet, but uh does it say ally specifically dying? Uh yeah, dying to an play? attack. Dying to an attack. Okay. Yeah. Uh I that what happens is I think the theme is uh the minion or the villain captures the guy when they beat him up. And they, you know, if they capture too many of your allies, you lose. Uh, and in the Mutant Genesis box, it starts in play, I think, in the second scenario, and it has permanent on it. So you can't get rid of it. Mm. But in another, in other sets, it doesn't have permanent. It'll, it's just like a regular side scheme with other cards attached to it. So it, it's still pretty fun to kind of toss in there to other sets. So Right on. Well, Mike, what about you? Do you have an answer for this? Uh, I do, and I just realized, I don't know if we've talked about this do you because i actually brought this to the last convention but i don't think we played with it uh, this is purely for fun and it's mysterio with iron spider sinister six because that's my favorite scenario with my current favorite modular that's all oh nice and being being dealt a couple of those brutes right when your deck's running out and everything's going haywire that's a lot of fun yeah but the mysterio is a, a somewhat annoying villain which is great Right, all the cards in your deck, and then that uh, that set of minions is a lot of fun. So I could see how that's just a couple favorites for you. Yeah. How about you, Daniel? Hmm. Well, I like. I was going to say a Mysterio thing as well. With um, oh my god, why am I? Her name is uh, she's in the first Mystique. She's like Mystique. Thank you. Who throws more cards into your deck? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm sort of liking that that thing that's happening where the villain is seeding your deck with crap. It's a slightly, you know? very, very slightly different mechanic, right? Because that one, if I'm not mistaken, the Mystique one stays in your hand and doesn't get dealt in front of you, right? Normally. But in Mysterio's scenario, it does. Yeah, there's, well, there is a little bit different. Le- but they both depending. go in your deck first, right? They do, but when you reveal yeah. it, it's, uh, there's, yeah. a, there's a weird interaction there. And yeah, I the, want to know the, how that the mystique works. ones. The mystique ones you can just discard if you can. So at the end of your turn, you know you can just discard as many cards as you want. You can get rid of it that way. Right, but what happens yeah. if you draw that card in the in the mysterious scenario? Uh, you you'll do what it says on the mysterious card, I think, which is you know draw another card, deal it to yourself, something like that. So I think, but I don't know which triggers first because I'm, then you're. Then you're revealing it, but it, you haven't revealed it from your deck, so it would just go into your deck again, and it would surge, which is its own type of funny. <laughs> I don't think I played it that way, but okay. Interesting. Well, another thing I want to address here, Steve, is that he says he's very much looking forward to our Sinister Modus coverage. So are we. Yeah. When is that going to happen? Gosh. That's a question I feel like you're best equipped to answer. I think it's next I think we start next week. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. One of us better do some research. <laughs> I will bring a guest on. <laughs> What's the first things then, Steve? We're going to start looking at some Nemesis sets. We okay. might do Miles first. We have a guest lined up to look at Ghost okay. Spider's Nemesis. So we'll see. We can't give away it. You know, no spoilers no, here. We can't. We can't. Because we could change our minds between now and then. That's what villains do. Well, thank you, uh, Dvader501. Always a pleasure 
answering your questions and hearing your thoughts. So thank you so much. Steve, what else is happening tonight? I feel like this is a secret dossier episode. What does that even mean? Yeah, yeah, secret dossier. So we're mm. going to do one of these where we uh, delay going to Sinister Motives, and instead we're going to talk about those one of those so-called heroes. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I got my hands on this secret dossier. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. All hey, right. Boys. How did you get it? Uh, I have a contact okay. that works you know for Shield. Okay. And I don't. I don't want to give him away. So, um, mm-hmm. but I did get my hand on this secret dossier, okay. and this time, this time, it's about that big green menace. The Hulk? Oh. No, no, not that one. Okay. The Goblin? No, no, it's good. Green. It's good to be a hero. Mike, Mike, can you think of another green hero? I mean, possibly the the star of the greatest Disney Plus show ever. Oh, you don't mean? I do. I mean the freak job, the Gamma Gal herself. <gasps> Daniel, you know her as Green Cheeks, that green-haired oh. hussy. Oh. You guessed it, Mike. I'm talking about the hulking harlot, oh. that oh. one and only Queen Green, and none other than She-Hulk, Jennifer Walters. Where did all those names come from, Steve? <laughs> Those are her various aliases. If you look her up, those are That's legitimate Marvel I, terms for her. I never heard of Green Cheeks. Huh? Well, green but cheeks. as soon as you say Green Cheeks, I started singing the tune of Green Sleeves in my head. <laughs> you mm. too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, so I feel like there's a lot of pejoratives that, uh, that you like har- hulking harlot and hussy. Like, Steve, really? Well, what, I mean, who's this saying is what, these things about her? This is what it reads in this secret dossier that I have. That's okay. what it's. Um, these are not the the names and views expressed in the secret dossier do not necessarily reflect those of the Critical Encounters crew. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you said that because I'm. I'm troubled by the writer of this dossier. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're just names given to her in the Marvel comics. There's a few more I'm going to use. Okay. Cause I was going to say, I just read ahead and it doesn't get better. Steve. No, no. Okay. So did you know, did you know that the green blooded bimbo has been around oh since God. 1979? What? Yes. That's what they call her in one of the episodes, one of the issues, the green blooded bimbo, but she's been around since 1979. Did you know she's that? a lawyer. Yeah. Well, I get an IQ of 5,000. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so yeah. she first appears in her very own self aggrandizing titled issue, The Savage She Hulk, number one. Boy, somebody, whoever wrote this dossier has got a little <laughs> little bug up there. You know what? Come on, come on. She's a hero. Who cares? We can say whatever we want male, fair, female, fair. white, black, green. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, created by Stan Lee and John Buscema, they made the relation She-Hulk. to Steve Buscemi. No, okay. uh, I don't think so. So here's my pop quiz perfect. for you. Here's mm. my pop quiz for you. How many characters in the Marvel universe, the Prime universe, go by the name She something or other? You know. Yeah, I'm gonna um, say it's identical to the same number of male characters. Wow. <laughs> so like, there's um, She Iron Man. <laughs> Wouldn't that just be uh, Iron Woman? Yeah. You know what, Steve? I think you're trying to 
I think you're trying to fool us. I think She-Hulk is it. No, because there's at least She-Devil. Oh, is that it? Okay. Um, well, okay, She-Devil, maybe. I didn't see that name. But <laughs> I... Maybe. <laughs> there is a second She-Hulk from a different universe. Okay. Uh, and they do bat... They battle over the title at one point and they're enemies yeah. and then they become friends because they figure out that they're both like, you know, She-Hulks. Uh, and then there's one other that I could find, She-Venom. Well, okay, here we go. Fourth wall break, number two. I apparently don't know how to research things. And one more is definitely wrong. There are several others. She-Bodega Bandit, She-Bubbles, She-Cat, She-Clone, She-Druid, some other She-Hulks from different universes. She-Man-Thing. She-Sentinel-17. She-Shang-Chi. Uh, those are the ones I could find. So, yeah, there's that. That was it. Um, I'm going to say that I was right by zero. Well, there's I didn't she know Venom. symbiotes identified it as male and female. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the, the She-Venom is a 1993 Anne Wang, friend of Eddie Brock, and at one point, the symbiote suit has to bond with her to save her life because she shows up at the same time something bad is happening and she's going to die. And Eddie doesn't want her to die, so the symbiote bonds with her and um, and saves her life and becomes She-Venom because she's a lady that has the Venom suit. Uh, oh, and that lasts all the way until May 2000 when she actually dies in a Spider-Man issue. So, all right. so you said 1979, right, Steve? Yes. Okay. That's that's a suspicious date in a lot of ways. All right, so All right. Same the one. reason she shows up mm -hmm. uh, in the seventies is because Daniel probably remembers this. I remember this. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Steve. There was a Hulk TV show that was very popular. Lou Ferrigno, remember? Yes, Lou Ferrigno, yeah. Bill Bixby. Bill Bixby, right? yeah, yeah, super popular TV show about the Hulk. You'll make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. That was like the big line. He said it every episode. Dr. David Banner, physician, scientist, searching for a way to tap into the hidden strengths that all humans have. Then an accidental overdose of gamma radiation alters his body chemistry. And now when David Banner grows angry or outraged, a startling metamorphosis occurs. creature is driven by rage and pursued by an investigative reporter. Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The creature is wanted for a murder he didn't commit. David Banner is believed to be dead, and he must let the world think that he is dead until he can find a way to control the raging spirit that dwells within him. Yeah, they, people still yeah. say it. I say that to yeah. my kids. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, Dad, that's just Tuesday. All right. So, okay, keep going. All right. So Marvel, the, the TV show, The Hulk, is super incredible. Hulk is very popular. And in order to get ahead of that, Marvel creates She-Hulk so that the TV show doesn't create a She-Hulk so that they can hold on to the licensing for it. Oh, it's, it's a straight-up licensing grab. They did that all the time. They did it with Spider-Woman. Yeah. Yep. Um, and they do it specifically in this way, giving her her own series, and not just part of some other 
series, right? She doesn't like show up in the Hulk episode or a uh, Hulk issue, or she doesn't show up in an Avengers. She has to have her own issue, her own run, so that legally they can be like, no, look, she's our own character. There's no doubt about it. We own her. So Steve, like back in the seventies, so it's interesting. Like licensing is still a th- okay. So they make She Hulk. So Marvel makes She Hulk. So who can't take her licensing? The the TV network that owned the Incredible Hulk rights to the TV show. It's like but a trademark. Didn't, boy. didn't yeah. Marvel already have the Hulk? They had the Hulk, but they didn't have the She-Hulk. So any character that the TV show makes that's not part of Marvel Comics, the TV show owns. So the TV okay. show could have made, I don't know. But the TV you know, show could have made a She-Hulk. Could have made a She-Hulk, and since she I didn't see. exist. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I don't believe we ever get a She-Hulk in the tv show because of it so okay and but marvel still owns the hulk from the 70s right mm-hmm. yeah okay all right and so nbc or cbs or whatever they could have created a she hulk and owned it right and then what sold it to marvel for some i mean what would yep. they have done with that yeah they would have probably had to sell it to marvel well they could have marketed okay. toys all that kind of stuff it's all a lot of uh toys at one point, yeah no so. that's yeah that's that's funny. That's interesting. Okay. So that's weird. I mean, like, I think of that kind of stuff as very recent, right? Like licensing fights and rights and all that. Like, yeah. I kind of love that it was going on in the 70s. I also believe the reason we don't get a Hulk-centered MCU movie is because of a licensing issue. They Well, like Edward Norton, right? Like, those movies were something else, right? Right. Well, that one's the MCU, but then there's some other thing where they they going forward will only see the Hulk in other shows. We, I believe, now unless that all got worked out, it's sort of one of those weird things like Spider Man is owned by Sony sure. and the MCU and this sort of thing. So here we go again. So the reason why Marvel can't make a Hulk movie is they don't own the rights to do so, while Marvel does own the film rights to the Hulk franchise. The distribution rights are owned by Universal Pictures, so there can only be a Hulk movie if Universal Pictures puts it out. That's what's going on. Like Spider-Man yeah. can only exist in on Disney as the the seventh hero, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, we have digressed from the focus here. <laughs> we have, yeah. What we have done is the exact thing, thing they didn't want to do is we have started talking about She-Hulk and ended up talking about the Hulk. Uh, I just want to make sure that you don't think this is one of those cameo every week type of shows. It's not. Looks up Bruce. And Blonsky. And Wong. Just remember whose show this actually is. And the She-Hulk is oh. very, very interesting character. So let's forget about Banner you know as much as yeah. we can. Thank oh, you. my life got better. Yeah. <laughs> Bring us back, Steve. Go ahead. All right. So Jenny Pooh here, the younger cousin of Bruce Banner, is a lawyer. Uh, in L.A., and she is currently going after an alleged mob boss, Nicholas Trask. Okay. Now, Ms. Walters here uh, starts some – she plants some false information out in the community. She starts rumors that Trask has performed a murder in order to help her case in defending this songbird who's turned state's evidence against Trask for other crimes because she doesn't have any actual proof. Mm-hmm. so yeah so typical lawyer stuff right i mean okay and then trask doesn't like this because he's being slandered by this 
lawyer. So he sends some of his associates to speak to her about the lies she's spreading. And one of their guns accidentally on purpose discharges <clears throat> and um, hits hits okay. Walters in the back. And oh. uh, she goes down. This is like on the first three pages of the of the issue. Her cousin, Bruce Banner, happens to be with her at the time. He's running from the law, so he's laying low with her because he's mm -hmm. a criminal, right? He won't go to the authorities. Sure. Sure. And instead of taking her to the hospital or calling 911 or, or doing something else, he just scoops her up and breaks into a nearby private practice, breaking and entering, goes in there, and just gives her this illegal blood transfusion to save her life. I can assume he didn't ask for her consent either. Nope. Nothing. She's out cold. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they claim this guy's a genius, but as he's doing it, he doesn't realize that giving her a transfusion of his corrupted gamma blood would in any way affect her. So, mm -hmm. right. I don't know how smart he really is. And of course, it does affect her. It turns her into the She-Hulk and... Uh, that's where she gains her abilities and powers from is the blood transfusion from her cousin. Huh. Okay. All right. So she decides that she's not going to press charges against the men that didn't murder her. And instead she wants them to trade, uh, like going after Trask. Like I won't press charges if, you know, go after this, this guy. All right. So this Trask, uh, uh allegedly also, maybe killed her mother according to her father there's like a whole lot of conflicts of interest here she should probably not be the lawyer going after trask and doing any of this stuff but at least you get a reason why she is yeah yeah okay. all right story all right. story story Let's story go. yada yep. yada 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 blah 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 all right so this jade <laughs> the, jade, the jade jezebel i just mio steve jade jezebel the jade jezebel it's in the comics uh, she goes on a rampage. She smashes up the town. She throws cars. She knocks over lampposts. She does all this other stuff because um, she's chasing somebody in a car. The person in the car dies. The car is an accident. Apparently, the car was meant to kill her. It doesn't. Um, mm. And we, I have a great image here, and I'll show it. The you know from the Los Angeles Tribune, She Hulk murders lady lawyer. It's like it turns out to be a companion of hers at her firm. This whole thing. Uh, mm. Yeah. After that, she kind of gets upset. She goes on a rampage, just destroys even more of the town, and which turns out to be a hoax. <clears throat> Somebody set her up. <clears throat> Trask, <clears throat> Trask sets her up because um, uh, he stole some tech from Tony Stark that vaguely looks like the She-Hulk. He just happens to have She-Hulk tech at this point. It's just a painted robot designed for heavy labor. He made a robot that looks like a She-Hulk. Well, what they do is it's this big orange construction robot, and the bad guys paint it green and put a wig on it, and they're like, it's the She-Hulk! <laughs> and everybody buys it. Wow. <laughs> Until she fights it and destroys it, and knocks it into the river, and the paint comes off, and it's orange. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's kind of like the very early comics. And then she sort of joins the prime time. She gets involved in the Secret Wars run, which we've kind of talked about in the past a little bit. Sure. She joins up with the Avengers. She quits her job as a lawyer. She replaces the thing in the Fantastic Four when he decides to stay on Battleworld because he has to do some soul searching. Great plan. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Steve Smash. I'm going to smash this. I'm done talking about the She-Hulk's theme. All right. That's it. I want to talk about something else about her. I'm going to break the fourth wall. I want to talk about Marvel Comics, the She-Hulk, 
her writers and that sort of thing instead of talking about like the Hulkuses, her tales themselves. Is that all right, guys? Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Who am I to all say right. no? Good. <laughs> you got the mic, man. But good, good. All right. So her stories move into a period where John Burns is writing the stories for her. And for the most part, like he's on again, off again. And the stories he writes for her are just really fun. When he's behind the pen, they're they're enjoyable. They're fun entertainment. This is where she starts breaking the fourth wall. She like her cover of her issues will say, hey, kids, buy this issue so they don't cancel my comic. This is long before Deadpool or Gwenpool are like exist in Marvel even. She's the first one to break the fourth wall, or at least in such a way. Okay. She does things like she goes to the moon two times before she ever travels to Europe. She joins forces with Howard the Duck and visits the Baloneyverse. What? I feel like I've read some comics from there. The Baloneyverse. Yep. You hear me? That's that's kidding. You're kidding, right? Nope. It's this universe where there's these huge pieces of bologna and lunch meat and cheese. They just float around and there's like these demons that eat it. What? Her and Howard the Duck go there for some reason. So. Um, I feel like I've just been transported into a very bizarre place. Okay. They're they're fun. They're silly. They're entertaining. She has a run-in with Santa Claus. Okay. RoboCop. I didn't know he was Marvel, but the apparently RoboCop? She, yeah, they're RoboCop. Oh. All these kinds of things. She ends up interacting with, like, the bottom of the gene pool type of villains. Like, you know, you've got, like, the A-list villains and the B-list villains. She interacts with, like, the Z-list villains. Any garbage villain they made they bring back to put her up against just for whatever reason <laughs> uh, and it, what it does is it doesn't have these huge overarching storylines but he's solidifying her character her development into like a whole person they're more about the struggle of her and her being a su superhero her relationships her identities and she spends less and less time as jennifer walters and more and more time as the she hulk and she comes to think of herself her true self as She-Hulk and starts introducing mm. herself as Jennifer Walters while in the big green form. Okay. And there's a point where like, she can't even change back because unlike the Hulk, she could change back and forth on demand. She doesn't lose her intelligence, but at a certain point she stops being able to change back. And some of it is like story and plot. Some of it is her mental. She doesn't want to. And so she feels like she can't. It's really interesting when John Burns is writing some of the stuff for her eventually she joins like basically every single superhero team in existence. She's you name a superhero team. She was like part of it at some point um, mm -hmm. because it's sort of like the shotgun approach after Burns leaves after that Marvel doesn't know what to do with her. And they're already having troubles in the nineties selling comics in general. And for whatever reason, they don't know how to market her. They don't, they don't have somebody who can write well for her. So they just kind of throw her, oh, she's part of this group. She's part of that group. She does this thing. She's in there. So you'll see her in all kinds of things, but she doesn't get a solo run anymore, at least not for mm -hmm. a long while. Okay. Eventually, things do pick up for our single green female, and she ends up getting a new series by Dan Slots. And this is where we get our superhuman law division stuff, which is what we've got cards for, right? This is like the early aughts and beyond. That is a great series, by the way. Yeah. It is ridiculous and great. Yeah, like it picks up, it kind of saves her. Okay. Yeah. That's where the Titania stuff came from. That's where, like, she becomes, like, arbiter of justice for the universe or something. It's it's awesome. Yeah, she gets involved in things like the Mutant Registration Act, the Superhuman Registration Act, 
and, and you get to see more of her life and personality once again, like as she goes back to being a lawyer, right? So, um, and she's less about being this Hulkette or the Hulk arena, like many of those early shotgun, they were just her being the Hulk, but but the female version um, in that, that 90s era. And then towards the end here, she does get arrested recently by the Time Variance Authority. Oh. So Loki show crossover, anyone? Uh, and then, uh, speaking of shows, let's talk about our Disney Plus series, huh? Yeah, about that. Um, it's true. I am a Hulk. Uh, and I'm guessing you're not going to be able to focus on this fun lawyer show until you know all about that. So let me get you up to speed. Oh, it's so good. So, you, Daniel, you've watched it. We have all watched it. Spoiler alert, if you have not watched the show, we are going to talk a little bit about the show right now, so skip ahead. But only a little bit. Only a little right. bit. Yeah. What do you want to talk about, Steve? You you start us up first. I want to talk about all the various cameos in her show, because they kind of do okay. the reverse here. We get her show, and they sort of shotgun approach a bunch of other characters in, and I love that they, they tie in things like Emil Blonsky and the Abomination, who has a good connection with the Hulk in the past there. But we get to see uh, like she fought all these Z-list villains. We could see some of these Z-list. They're not superheroes. They're not super villains. They're just powered people. Manbull, El Agula, the Saracen. And, and they're not even powered as much as they are just different. Right. Right. Um, like, <laughs> like Manbull. Like, I, yeah. Yep. Porcupine. Right. It's the guy in this weird oh, porcupine God, suit. That, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, can he actually do stuff? Like, these are these are characters in Marvel. They do exist, right? Um, but like in the show, they're they're part of her self help group. Yeah, yeah. I love. So, yeah. mm. I like that the show kind of expands a little bit on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Like Mister Immortal is just this powered person who is just leading a regular life. He's not a superhero, but he has these, this ability to like never die. Yeah, and he and he's actually kind of a putz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of like um, what would happen if you never died like this guy just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. um yeah i the the show was is fantastic so if, if people haven't seen it it oh yeah we get a lot of cool fourth wall breaks right and it, it addresses like the idea of like the, the cool theme of the show is so if you are a superhero and a regular person how do those identities like work together and how does one not subsume the other? And uh, it's just, it's just brilliant. And the actress that plays she Hulk, Tatiana Mosley is just so good. And, and, oh, I loved that show. I, I really think it might be the best Disney plus thing I've ever seen. There you go. I was waiting for you to come around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I liked WandaVision a lot, Yeah, but this this is just it was so refreshing and good natured and uh, yeah and it, it it hits so it hits themes like social themes that I think are important to bring out in the open and addresses them head on and critiques them and it was brilliant yeah it has the um, the intelligentsia which you know was a thing we were doing for a little bit there I'm glad we're not after seeing the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so that's cool. And that's sort of, it, it, the neat thing too, is like, sure. She battles Titania like once for two minutes, maybe. 
um, you have the intelligentsia as this like, you know, clandestine organization, but it's just a bunch of idiots. And you only really get one villain villain where you think, you know, like a Marvel movie, it's like superheroes for supervillains. And, and that's in Leapfrog, uh, where her and Daredevil team up and go against his, you know, he's got goons and thugs and minions yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, he ends up with the uh, Leapfrog's a legit character. He ends up with a son named Frogman, and I I have to add him to one of my you know my favorite leaping villains. Like I got to put him on the list now. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Mike, he's a, the Frogman or uh, Leapfrog, and the White Rabbit uh, interact in some of the comics. Do they? Yeah. So yeah, it, it it's a fun show. I just enjoyed it. Yeah, I love what they did with Titania's character. They modernized her. But she's still the same, a little over the top, still can't beat She-Hulk at anything. She becomes like a, a pretty lame influencer, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's brilliant. Just, they do it so well. Well, and the fact that she's like her nemesis on the show because of trademark stuff, not because yeah. they battle <laughs> each other. Yeah, it's so good. It is. It is. Yeah, if you're on the fence about it, go watch the show enjoy the ride plus we get wong and madison and like it's just fun yeah madison might be uh, you know one of the silliest characters that is still for some ungodly reason entertaining yeah yeah is she gonna be is she marvel canon i no i don't I believe doubt so it. <laughs> i looked her up originally and i didn't see anything okay. about her so that's a bummer yeah well she it is looks now like but... she might become marvel canon with wong right Right. Yeah, she's like yeah. Wong's bestie now, right? <laughs> well, they'll uh, they'll come up with a character name and win her license back. Uh, yeah, I, I thought, oh, is she? Is she? Is she Hellcat? Like, you know? And like, no, that's somebody no, else. Just yeah. yeah, pretty funny. And what's her what's her catchphrase about her name, Steve? It's Madison with two N's and a Y, but it's not where you think. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I'm so glad you had that in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. Well, Steve, oftentimes we talk about these secret dossiers and all that because we we want to talk about cards. Yeah, let's talk about some cards. Mike, why don't you tell us about the hero and alter ego card? I have talked a lot today. All right, all right. But thank you, Steve, for bringing this up. An important secret dossier, to be sure. Somewhat timely for us too. And, so, and somewhat yeah. Timely. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Let's never do that again. I know, right? It was uncomfortable. You know what happens it? when we're timely? One of us doesn't finish watching the show we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I really do wonder what the hell you've been doing, Mike. Uh, so this yeah. is Jennifer Walters. <laughs> she has a whopping five recovery. She is attorney and gamma traded. Her ability, I object. Interrupt when threat would be placed on a scheme. Prevent one of that threat. Limit once per round. I can turn into a Hulk anytime I want, but just because you can do something doesn't always mean you should. She has a hand size of six and 15 hit points. Oof, 15. Oof. 15, and then on her other side, one thwart, three attack, two defense. She is Avenger and Gamma traded. Well, that's interesting. Never noted that, noticed that before. So all those... You can only play cards if you're an Avenger. Only work on her hero form. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyways, <laughs> do you even lift? Response after you change this form, deal two damage to an enemy. 
I'm six foot seven and bright green. People are going to stare no matter how I dress. And a hand size of four. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. that's 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 very hokey. You got to work around that. Yep. Yeah. For the hit points. When they give you like 14 plus hit points, they take your hand size down. They take your hand size. <laughs> yeah. They make it so you can play a card turn. Yeah. All right. Guys, impromptu trivia. Oh. There are seven cards in this game with the gamma trait. What are they? She-Hulk. Okay, so hold on. We'll <laughs> play our usual game where you guys you go, we'll go in order. Steve to Mike, Steve to Mike. And you, you name it until you can't anymore. Oh, so, okay, no cheating, Mike. No cheating. No yeah, cheating. Not, so Steve don't. said She-Hulk, and that is correct. Now, there are seven cards, and... It could be that uh, there are different versions of particular named things. Oh, jeez. Oh. So, well, there's one in Spectrum. I, I think I need more than there's one in Spectrum. I know. I know. It's one of her um, mm. one of her stances. Also, I don't know that that's even true. Really? Yeah, isn't it? Doesn't she just have, like, photon, gamma, and something else form? Isn't it just yeah. called gamma form? It isn't it interesting that that card is not gamma traded. Oh my god, really? Ugh. Well, I'm already out. <laughs> I got, I got two more. I got two more. How about the Hulk? Hold there on, you Hulk. go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna search all cards. Okay, I went to all cards. There is one minion who is gamma traded. Right. Mike okay. said the Hulk. It's my turn. So, Mo- Mike, you mean the hero Hulk? He does, because I'm going to say the aggression ally Hulk. Hulk Bruce Banner, Steve, is right. You are right. Okay. Corset uh, 50. Corset? Yep. Yeah. There you go. Remember well, that? There's also the uh, the She-Hulk ally. Exactly, Mike. She came in Hulk. All right. All right. Oh. Uh, can I say Jennifer oh. Walters? Um, that is That is the She-Hulk ally Mike just mentioned. No, no. The the Jennifer Walters alter ego identity card. Oh, it is. Um, no, Steve, no. I'm going to make you name another one. Okay, but you are right. Both sides of that do say gamma. gamma. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say the abomination. Abomination is right. Okay. He's a minion from the Hulk nemesis. Yep. Okay. This is a this is a shot in the dark here, but radioactive man. That is incorrect. I'm sorry. Oh, that's not bad though. Okay. So we've said. Both She-Hulks, both Hulks, Abomination. So we have five out of seven. Uh, Gamma Slam card is not Gamma traded. It is not. You guys are missing a upgrade and two allies that are really kind of one ally. An upgrade? Yeah. Oh, like Enraged? Is that uh, Gamma traded? No, but you got the right idea. It's uh, a type of rage. One that might not have limits. Limitless, Limitless rage. rage. <laughs> no, boundless rage. <laughs> oh, which, which one is that? Is that a Hulk card? That is a Hulk card. Oh. And yeah, there's I'm more playing. allies, you said. There's there's one ally. One of the allies is specifically named. Like it's like the superhero name, and then it's like the su- the name, and then who they might have been. Oh, it has our alter ego name, right? Oh. Yeah. One is from Hulk, and the other is from Ironheart. Oh, uh, uh, Moon Girl. No! Yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe she was Gamma. We're not here tonight. Uh, okay. 
I don't this know. It's embarrassing, fellas. They're Sorry. hero cards. What do you want? I don't know. I had uh, I, I knew the abomination. Okay, what if I were to tell you, Steve and Mike, that the alter ego is named Amadeus Cho? Oh, then uh yeah. It's uh it's it's Hulk Jr. Uh oh, it's a good card too. What? It's a aggression ally that after you attack or thwart or something, you get to do a point of damage to somebody or something like that. After blank attacks, remove a threat from a scheme. Right. It's not Scar. So in Hulk, he's just called this. In Ironheart, it is that with Amadeus Cho as the alter ego. Name. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I can't remember it. I give up. Brawn. Brawn. Uh, okay. That's it. There are eight total gamma cards in this game. All right, moving on. <laughs> and a whole bunch of cards with gamma in the title that don't count. You yeah. guys sort of were terrible on that one. Yeah, I just didn't do my homework <laughs> on that one. So what makes She-Hulk She-Hulk, Mike? You, I feel like of the three of us, you probably have played her most. Oh, it could be. Could be. I know you like her and you see her greatness in uh, protection. So go ahead. Protection? I've never played her protection. Really? Yeah, never. justice. Justice. I play her justice. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Because she's so good in one aspect raw that you just throw in the opposite and she's good. In fact, Mike, do you recall just like last week you played her? Yep. I played her against Mystique and uh and uh Sabretooth. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think did. I, I did more damage to Mystique than I did to oh. Sabretooth. Oh. Sabretooth. Yeah. Hands down, you didn't do any damage to Sabretooth. I had to do that. <laughs> you you just kept hitting Mystique for seventy four damage. <laughs> Every time she showed up, you oh, it was, it was yeah. Brilliant, so actually. the next two cards, I think we should talk about together. It's not that they're related; it's that you kind of need one for the other. The first okay. is Gamma Slam, her signature event. This is four cost, attack, superpower, hero action, deal X damage to an enemy to a max of fifteen, where X is the amount of damage you have sustained. You messed with the wrong woman. Now, the catch is that four happens to equal her hand size as She-Hulk. <laughs> yeah. You're going to need some help. Uh, and Usually you're paying that with uh, maybe one or two copies of Focused Rage, which is a three-cost upgrade, a skill. As a hero action, you exhaust Focused Rage and take a damage to draw one card. Like Bruce, I thought I would control my power, my rage. Hmm. Yeah, and there's two Focused Rages, right? So, like, I find that Focused Rage is a key card for her. It gives you the hand size. It does the damage to you because you don't care. You have 15 hit points. So that when you do get Gamma Slam, you can just wail on them. Give yourself some cards that also up her hit points. Endurance, Honorary Avenger, yep. uh, to push her up above the 15 so that you can actually do a full 15. Uh, but you don't necessarily always have to do full damage. If you're doing 9 or 10, that's plenty usually. Uh, that can be a lot of fun. She's a character I also put in Helicarrier and Avengers Mansion because she just needs the cards. But once you do, you remember those turns, Daniel. Am I right in thinking that that Gamma Slam is the most damage a hero card can do in this game? That's correct. 15 to one shot. Uh, there's mm. Hulk does 10. That Hulk one is it adds to his attack, so you could give him a bunch of attack boost to boost I guess, right. that, but as a raw damage on the card, I think this is it. Captain Marvel has one that can do 10, right? 
Yep. Uh, Iron Man can do 11 with an Repulsor Blast. Like, if he draw, mm-hmm. if you were to discard all five energy... Oh, I guess you could discard a double energy. So you could do yeah. 13 with that. If you, like, so were super lucky and hit all energies. So, you have the Gamma Slam, you have the Focus Rage for cards. And looking at her stats, she has a three attack. So you want to take advantage of the three attack, right? So, I think the next two cards... Let me talk about them. Um, sure. Because I think they go together great. Uh, you have superhuman strength, which is a two-cost upgrade, superpower. She-Hulk gets plus two attack. Okay, so now she's attacking for five. With the forced response after She-Hulk attacks, discard superhuman strength, stun the attacked enemy. It is forced, so you don't get to, like, once you put it out, the next time you attack. which So you can hit for five and stun something, which is really great. Now you're exhausted, so you use the one-two punch card, uh, which is a one-cost event, also a skill. With the response after you make a basic attack, using your ATK, ready She-Hulk. I just don't care for men with fresh mouths. Ooh, I'm in trouble uh, after this episode. And there's three of those. So you can you can hit for five, and you can ready up, and then attack again. Ready up, attack again. You yeah. know, as long as you had the resources. So those two cards work great with her. I find that card is really important because it's you're attacking. That's It's what you're doing, and it's how you ready yourself to do things other than attack. Maybe you're flipping and you're going to recover, or maybe you have to exhaust because the villain's done something to you. Yeah. Now, the problem with her, and maybe now is a fine time to talk about it, the problem with her is she could get stunned yep. way too easy for a very long time until recently in the Spider Pack, Penny Parker, right? We get Unshakable. And this is a this is a basic upgrade condition superpower one cost play only if your identity has at least fourteen printed hit points your identity gains steady. I think that's key for her because then it takes two yeah. stuns to stun you and you can just keep going. You're like yeah yeah with just the corset I think you were relying on tenacity to get out of a bind. Yeah, and it's too expensive for her. <laughs> it is. It is, yeah. but then, like, depending on what aspect you're playing, there's other ways you can ready. Like, uh, if you're playing Justice, you can throw Justice Served in the deck, where you ready after what is it after removing all threat from a scheme? Yep. Which you can do with events. Yep. Yep. Well, they also now gave us Limitless Stamina, another basic superpower event that only costs one, and that you can only play if you have 14 printed hit points, and that's just straight up ready your hero. That can be really good in right. her deck as well. So yeah, I think I put them both to good use. I do have out there on our YouTube a three-part series, uh, Superhuman Law Division, where I just play She-Hulk against some random stuff like the Hood and Sandman and Collector Two. Um, after being inspired from watching the show, and I I play with a bunch of those cards. And and I wasn't a huge fan of her for a while, but she's kind of come back around and and back in my uh, repertoire. So I think she's been great from the get-go of this game, don't you? I mean, like. I I think I wasn't playing it right, or I wasn't. The four hand size was real limiting for a long time. I felt, but now I don't know. She's got enough stuff. She's a lot of fun. So. Well, you're right about her susceptibility, right? As long as you have ways to ready her now, like yeah, that's where she's coming to her own. Now, Daniel, why don't you give us the next card? Because I I think this is also another great card for her. Split personality, Steve. Mike, I think this is the best card in her deck, isn't it? Well. People say that. People say that is pretty good. The people, the people are just people. People, 
People say that. Okay. I might be one of those people, Mike. So split personality is an event. It's It does cost three. It's an action. Change your form. Flip your identity card. Then draw up to your printed hand size. I know a thing or two about rage. And that kind of fury, it's not going to pass without taking someone with it. Jennifer Walters. Now, this does not count against your one flip of a turn. So, Mike, how can you abuse this? Well, what? you... Uh, this card is great. It's so great. How does it work? Yeah, I think generally you you want to see it if you're in hero form. Mm-hmm. You basically spend your hand to play it or, you know, some of your other resource accelerators to flip yep. to your alter ego where you drop to a hand size of six and then you six. flip back. Yeah. Triggering her, triggering her damage ability, and then having a hand of six to play with on top of whatever else you happen to have. So it's uh it's neat. Wait, it's neat. uh, is well, neat it's, Canadian for bonkers good? But it it, it depends <laughs> on what you draw, right? So it's well, I guess so. In some but ways I mean, it's like... a crapshoot. And here's the thing: what if it's uh, what if you got something in your opening hand you want to play that's not split personality? You have to choose, yeah, yeah, because you're probably not paying for this and keeping oh, a card or two in your hand. Oh, uh, yeah. And if you draw this in alter ego, it's less useful. I mean, you can flip and then flip back for another six cards, I guess, but then, you know, you're then drawing you into your one-two punches and things, and you may not be able to play them. So it is well, a little bit situational. Yeah, it does give you the neat opportunity, though, to, like, flip, recover, flip back, do some damage. And end your turn in hero form instead of being an alter ego. And if yep. the other cards that you're spending for it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Or if you have something you want to do in alter ego, but you want to end in hero. Uh, and I don't I don't think, I don't know if I've ever used it the other way. Um, alter ego, hero, alter ego? Yeah, because like yeah. May, maybe you spend, you know, you want to end an alter ego for a reason because you don't want to get attacked. You could flip over. You're going to draw up to four. You flip back. Yeah, so maybe. Uh, maybe. I, I, don't, I find I don't use it as often in that form, I should say. You, you probably don't. But even though you only use it kind of one way around, I feel like there's great flexibility in the card. And so yeah. I, I just think it's. Now, there's other heroes out there with, right? Miles Morales has a one cost double life that lets you change form. And ready if you use a, a physical resource. Now you don't get to draw okay. cards, but it only costs one, and that gives you the flip back and forth. And he has things you want to do when you flip to alter ego and stuff. So sure, but uh, her ability to draw the hand back up, I think. Yep. Ant Man too. Ant Man too. He lets you flip between giant and little and do different things, healing or drawing right. cards. So for a lot less. Where this might be really useful is in solo when you're not running justice, mm-hmm. because she has some stuff that she can do in alter ego to get the thwart down. Right. But you don't, don't necessarily want to end in that form because then you're just putting that threat right back. But Mike, you brought up an interesting uh, a question. So if you draw a split personality in your opening hand, do you mulligan it? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's not useful for your first turn. I don't think so. Well, I mulligan, I any, I mulligan anything yeah. that isn't focused rage or a resource generator. Gamma slam, yeah. it's useless round one. Yeah, I, I feel like you want to get your resources online first. Well, I get Gamma Slams use that. Well, that's interesting, guys. Okay, all right. I mean, in the I can see it as a way of getting your deck faster. But if you're going to discard it anyway over your mulligan, you could probably use it on your first turn to some effect, right? Like, 
Eh. I mean, you you spend three resources and it and some the other the other two cards in your hand, and then that flips you into hero form. You draw the four back but up. What if you drew genius and strength or something? And like, well, you'd, you'd flip. You'd you'd flip yeah. to hero first, and then yeah. do this to flip out then to draw it up to kind of accelerate your draw and find your resource accelerators. Right. I like I think like, I I think you keep this. I don't. I can't imagine pitching this, even if I drew it in my opening hand. Yeah, I pitch it early. Yeah. Oh. I think because I only really want it if I'm starting off in hero form. But she's not drawing like crazy stuff. So you, it's going to take hours in this game, literally hours to get, to get it back. Yeah. Yeah, that's the downside of some of these one-offs. You you use or discard Gamma Slam. You might not see it for a while. Yeah, so, I mean. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, the Mike said that she's got some of these cards that you could use in Alter Ego, the Superhuman Law Division, and the Legal Practice. Okay. Never do I. I never use them. Ever. They're dead cards to me. Really? Really? Yeah. Maybe I'll play Superhuman Law Division if I have nothing else just to thin my deck, but never have I used Legal Practice that I can recall. Uh, I mean, it's... Fun it's, fact. It's brutal. <laughs> I watched Mike. I watched Mike do it twice two weeks ago, and uh, I threw away an infiltration to do it. Okay, great. (laughs) There's a good use for it. Uh, That's it, though, right? I mean, super corner case. Uh, You choose and discard legal practice. Zero cost event. That's what it's got going for it. Yep. I think I had a dead hand, so I just like flipped and I'll get the threat down. I guess. I mean, one card for one threat. <sighs> but depending on what aspect you're playing, that can be really good. I mean, the, the problem is you never want to end an alter ego. So maybe maybe you jumped alter ego to do something because you had to. Maybe you were playing down to earth or something, and now there's a lot of threat on the scheme. So this is the quick dump your hand, get some threat down, flip back to Hulk. Well, I think this also speaks to the idea like, so she doesn't draw much, and some, and a lot of her cards are expensive. Her? Mm-hmm. Her things are expensive, right? Focused rage, can't like so right. you're not ever gonna be able to play a lot of them. And you might have in your hand three, four cards that just are dead, but you want to cycle through your deck as fast as you can. So you pitch them to legal practice. You have to be an alter ego. You have to I don't know. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I but mean I, but also an interesting thing about She Hulk is for a like a goon thug power hero she spends not insignificant time in alter ego yeah which is why you play her in justice and then you just spend those cards as resources i mean your comment on her cards being expensive and having a small hand size is why i don't think hellcat ally is any good for her who's that she's who's that who's that (laughs) she's a weird ally for her a two one three so you could i mean you could thwart for six with Hellcat. Okay, great. Or you can thwart for four with Hellcat and then return her to your hand, but you don't have the hand size to put her back out. Like, I guess I, that's, yeah. I think they did that for aggression She-Hulk. So she has a consistent thwarter. Yeah. Yeah. And you return her to your hand to be money, right? She's a wild resource. So. Oh, she is. Yeah. But you pay oh. three to put her out. So. Hey, what if you have a sucky hand and Hellcat? Okay, get the uh, Steve. You have mm-hmm. just drawn Superhuman Law Division and both copies of Legal Practice and Hellcat. You, play you put Hellcat. out Hellcat, 
And then Correct. next turn, you bring Hellcat back to your hand, and you got five cards. Okay, there you Boom. go. And you thwarted yeah, think, with her one. I think that's what she's there for, right? She's there to ameliorate the four hand size. But you had a you you spent an entire <laughs> round to put her out, and no, you but, did nothing else that round. Fine, but that's yeah. she's, she's yeah. Four, I know. I I could see her use. I suppose she's four thwart. Yeah, before you pull she's her back. Four thwart, and then you pull her back, and she's a while. I mean. I think she's great, especially in those turns where you got, yeah, some... I would just rather use the split personality or Gamma Slam or one-two puncher. Well, of uh, course you would rather do that, but you got one yeah. of those. Yeah. yeah. I've never played her. Yep. Uh, how about this other card, Ground Stomp? You ever play that one? It's the ultimate Ultron card. Yeah, I played yeah. it in Ultron. I don't think I played it outside of Ultron. Right. Hero action, deal one damage to each enemy. Now, each enemy, so in a four-player game, you can just pull toughs off across the board. Exactly. You do a bunch. Yeah. Might be good in a four-player game. In a solo game, it's like two for one. Like, if all that's left is the villain, it's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Steve, that's the card you played to fuel Superhuman Law Division. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You have to be smart to ground stomp. Yeah. I think out of all these ones we were talking about kind of putting down, Superhuman Law Division. I could definitely see it's you. So you get it out there. You happen to be flipped. You can pull off two threat. It's, it's not terrible, but it's. I definitely pass it over. So for other stuff, some of her cards I love. There's she's a ton of fun. And if you build with the right aspect, and those aspect cards can really amplify her. I think this is one of those heroes where, for me, I rely on a few of her signature cards, and then the aspect. Sometimes. It's the other way around. You, you know, you're just using all the hero cards, and, and the aspect cards are kind of there, right, to do some stuff or whatnot. Like, um, I don't know, Ironheart. At this point, um, you want to use all her cards that get her tokens so you can level her up as quick as you can. And maybe you're ignoring some of the aspect cards as much because you just want to get her built up and use her. Her hero cards are just so good. That's an interesting point. Yeah. This one, I feel, it's kind of the other way. Like, there's some hero cards that are really good, but then I'm really relying on the aspect to do the rest. So. fascinating yeah yeah well with that with that idea in mind steve like what is the best aspect for she-hulk is it justice i think i have the most fun playing her in justice because okay. it covers her deficiency right her one sure. fort. yeah but like weirdly for an aggressive type hero her signature cards have a lot to do with thwarting right like yeah, the I think they, they tried to the round her, out. her own like actual ability as Jennifer Walters to object. Like, mm -hmm. uh, like she might not need justice because some of her stuff does it. One of the early, early decks on Little CDB that uh, that hit the charts was a leadership deck, and it was one of those try to draw as many cards as possible. And this was mm -hmm. really early on. Okay, um, I don't know why they chose She Hulk. To be honest, probably because she's fun with a large hand size. I think it's called like the the She Hulk Smash and what was it uh, Draw and Smash deck? Okay, yeah, I I think she holds up. She's fun. I think she does show some of her core set faults, if you want to call it right. Like she has her core set flaws where they're figuring out the game, and the power creep has gotten pretty good on some some other characters. I still think she's a great hero to play well, Steve, can you give an example so, of one of the core set flaws that you're talking about oh just like 
maybe maybe a couple of these cards are overcosted or you're not going to use mm. as much. They don't feel like they. Uh, I think it's overcosted. The weird interactions with like Hellcat, legal practice, just that kind of stuff. Like Ground mm. Stomp is clearly going to be good in Ultron, but and that's of course that villain. But is it good outside of that? It's, I don't know. It's like she's got a lot of answers, but you don't ha- need all those answers in any game. Yeah, and you can't draw into them without help. So, mm. yeah. Well, I'd like to talk about my favorite build. Go ahead, Daniel. I I did this on my on our stream. Uh, what was the What was the card I really liked? Please tell me it's oh, great responsibility. It's great responsibility. It's, yeah, yeah. You like that yeah, a lot. You, you played it a well, hundred times. You throw downtime on her, and she's recovering for seven. So yeah, you can soak up six seven threat as damage. Flip done. <laughs> <laughs> well before you flip you gamma slam and move on yeah. yep i wasn't even planning on playing gamma slam it just so happened that i had it <laughs> in my hand when i had no hit points i was about to flip and mystique just happened to be out at the same time <laughs> yep. twice in a row god it was so good to watch oh it was fun yeah i believe that is on our youtube at the point of this or it's coming out if you didn't see it on twitch live all right, well, that's a whole lot of talk about a hero. Ugh. Um, Ugh, I kind of actually uh, feel dirty. Yeah. You mean gross? Yes! <laughs> oh my god, our Canadian has learned. He can be taught. <laughs> you got anything else to say about the big green menace here? I don't think I do. Uh, she is Mustafa's favorite hero. I know that. Okay. So that's worth something. Yeah? Yeah. Does he yell, I object? <laughs> oh, of course. Jeez. Okay, good. I, I definitely, uh, whenever I flip the hero for him, I'm like, do you even lift, bro? Yeah. Bro, oh, yeah. you even lift? <laughs> I love I love that flavor. It's so good. <laughs> All right. Well, if that's it, Mike, how the folks get a hold of us? Hey, folks, what are your thoughts on the Jade Giantess? Email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We're Critical Encounters on Facebook. And you can find our YouTube channel by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, Wondering Took. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Madison, take us out. I made a pact with a demon that I cannot discuss. Otherwise, he said he would reap my soul and the souls of all I love, which honestly is so dramatic. And I hate drama. can cut some of the like uh, we don't know bits and pieces and at the end i'll just say i'll just say uh it's brawn and there and i win <laughs> <laughs> perfect